It's been a long process. We really started this uh, back in 2015, and, and Gary Whitaker and some of the folks down at City Hall uh, tried this uh, design-build process and, and got us to where we are today. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic today, Murfreesboro's new airport terminal. And our guests are Chad Gerke, he's the airport manager, and Greg McKnight. Greg, you are the planning director, but also a project director, right? That's correct, Mike. Thank yeah, you. So uh, let's let's talk with you, uh, first of all, to begin with. Um, when you're overseeing a whole new construction like this, similar to other projects that you've overseen, um, how do you begin the project? What What's the, the process? Yeah, I think this project was probably more unique, uh, uniquely wrapped than most because we were changing the delivery method, construction delivery method. You know, we went from a, a low bid process to an actual design build process. So that was the first process uh, in the airport uh, project. And so from there, uh, we do the design build, actually go through everything that Chad is actually in, in need of in a building uh, to make sure we have everything that uh, is functioning in the building as it relates to the actual operation of the building. And from there, we program those spaces, and then from there, build a budget after we've been able to program the space. So design-build, that's what you're referring, this kind of process. Mm -hmm. um, where did that originate? Why, why do people talk about design-build? Yeah, I think the design-build, uh, not only in this project, but many projects give you an opportunity to maximize the budget within the actual building that you're building. So you're actually able to design it, uh, and as you design it, you're actually able to budget uh, and track cost as you're as you're going to make sure you're maximizing that opportunity. Low bid process: an architect would put together a building, you'd put it out for bid. Many general contractors would bid on it, and then the lowest bid would come back in off of the actual architectural um, construction documents that you have with a design build. You do that along the way, and you're able to work with the actual architect as you design the the building that you're in. So is that how you keep on budget by by going step by step like that, or what? What are some of the other parts to it? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing with staying on budget is make sure that you have everything in the build. You've programmed everything in the in the building that you need, uh, or the construction project that you need, and making sure that you have low voltage taken care of. You actually have furniture cost, uh, you have the equipment cost, and making sure all of those items are within your project budget, uh, and then to manage scope creep, which basically is allowing that building to go from 16,000 square feet to 25,000 square feet because you didn't program it very well. So I think the management of the budget has a lot to do with making sure you program correctly. Uh, then from there to make sure that you have all of the elements within the project from beginning to actually a turnkey uh, budgeted within the project. I think most people probably understand that when you build something, including your home, that there are unforeseen circumstances, Absolutely. things that come up. So how do you deal with it? And maybe you have an example on this project that something came up that you weren't really expecting because you can't expect everything. Yeah, right? since, since Rutherford County really is nicknamed Rockford County, um, it's, it, rock is probably one of those elements that we ran into on this particular project yeah. that, you know, it wasn't on, it was, it was not unforeseen, but it is something that you have to build in a contingency cost for uh, to be able to manage that, that cost increase if you do run into rock. I think the other items, Chad did a very good job knowing his operation, uh, programming, and then working with uh, Matt Burns with IT, Gary Whitaker, assistant city manager, to make it make sure it incorporated everything within it. Um, and so we really didn't have any unforeseen items as it relates that would, would cause the cost to increase on this particular project. Chad, as air, airport manager, 
uh, you must be so excited about this. This is your baby, right? It's, you know, Absolutely. It's being born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been a long process. We really started this uh, back in 2015, and, and we went through the the traditional architectural build bid kind of process, and and it it didn't work well for us. And and Gary Whitaker and some of the folks down at City Hall uh, tried this uh, design build process and and got us to where we are today with a project that's uh, on budget, uh, on time, and and it and it checked off all the boxes as to being something that is very functional and very representative of our community and it will be an impressive uh, facility for years to come. So how will this airport terminal better serve customers? The traditional, the, the, our original terminal was around 4,000 square feet and we didn't have the uh, number of uh, rooms and things like that that we need to take care of pilots, to take care of passengers and uh, this facility gives us that opportunity to separate the pilots from from the people that are coming in and out of the building, allow them to rest, allow them to get food, uh, get away from the public so that they're ready for their flight later on that day when they take their passengers back to wherever they came from. Um, there's there's areas here for the pilots to uh, flight plan and look at weather and things like that. There's also some nice areas for the community to come out and just sit and watch the aircraft come and go. There's a unique, uh, there's a lot of really unique opportunities and areas that were created in this facility that allow people to come out and just enjoy watching the planes fly. And that was something we had a little bit of in the old building. Uh, we really capitalized it on this building and it, it'll be a neat and, and a neat aspect of this that I think people will really enjoy. What was the vision for that, having the area where you could watch the planes come in? You know, it, after 9-11, there was a lot of security that was put on airports, and uh, we really kind of lose our ability. Uh, the next generation are the young kids that, are, that come to the airport and just hang out and see airplanes fly, and that's where they get inspired to, to get into this industry. And uh, if we don't have that ability to inspire kids, then then we're losing out. So I think with the new terminal, you know, Murfreesboro Airport's always been a part of edu- uh, uh, an important part of our airport has always been about education and, and aviation education with Middle Tennessee State University here in the aerospace program. So that opportunity to, to uh, still have people come out, enjoy, be inspired by watching the airplanes, and and we try to pop in some educational opportunities in there as well. Uh, we had some placards and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll incorporate it in the future of uh, trying to educate the, the public as to, not just the kids but the adults too, as to uh, the parts of the plane or some of the language that we use and the words that we use in aviation. And it's just a unique opportunity and, and we're gonna do that here with this new building as well. The old building didn't even have a second floor. No. Uh, I, it looked more like a house, to be honest it, with you. It did. When was it built? It was built in 1952 as the airport was built. Uh, the original construction of the airport started around 1948 with some FAA, some federal monies to purchase the property and build the runway. The terminal was built and a few hangars were built back then. So the original building was uh, 52. There was additions back in 86 to bring a total of 4,000 square feet. So 4,000 square feet to now today, 16,000 square feet um, is quite a difference. 
What are some of the facilities or amenities in the new building that you didn't have in the old building? You've alluded to some of those, but mm-hmm. let's talk about them. Well, one of the big one of the big items that we wanted to incorporate here was meeting space. Uh, first of all, there's there's a number of of uh, users out here and businesses out here, including the university, but there's other flight schools of Murfreesboro Aviation, Mike Jones Aircraft Sales, uh, Vanderbilt Life Flight, and then there's organizations such as the Civil Air Patrol and EA. And and they all meet here. They all have functions here. And uh, we wanted to create some space to have meetings and to have educational opportunities. Also on this end of town, on the north end of Murfreesboro, there are not a lot of areas or abilities or opportunities for meeting space. So we wanted to create that uh, space here uh, in, in, in a unique setting with unique views of the airport. And, and allow the community to come out here and enjoy their airport and, and use these facilities. We've set up our business center with the latest technology so that they can, can teleconference, they can have uh, videos, they can set it up for formal events, for training events, you know, parties, whatever, uh, for family of events, this space is available. The observation deck, uh, Greg, Let's talk about that from a construction standpoint. Any challenges or unique uh, aspects of that? Yeah, I think the the only thing we really wanted to work hard on was probably making sure it was constructed and it would have a 50-year lifespan. So the material chosen had that in mind with the uh, with the pavers that are up there sitting on top of um, a base so that the water drains uh, within the storm drain system. Those type of things are the things we really wanted to look at was not only that it's functional, but also that it was built and constructed to, to, to last. I noticed the pavers seem like when you're walking on them that there's a little extra cushion. It Was that designed for comfort or was it more designed for the, the water? Yeah, I flow? think it's probably both. It's going to be designed the water. The, the height of them gives the, the ability for the water to drain underneath. Uh, and then the, the 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 rubber base that is setting on, or the the base that is setting on, get is is designed for comfort as well. So this gives you an opportunity to have like chamber after hours and mm-hmm. events like that. Are you looking forward to bringing the community into this place? Absolutely. You know, this is a the airport is a very important part of economic development of our community. Businesses are coming and going out of this airport on a daily basis, and. Uh, we want that opportunity for these businesses to come out here and uh, enjoy the airport and, and network and, and communicate and, and let business flow and economics flow through this facility. And some people have rightly said that this is the first glimpse of the first impression that some people get of Murfreesboro. They call it the front door to the community, and it absolutely is. It's their first impression that they have of Murfreesboro. So another important reason for this for this facility to have that look and that feel of Murfreesboro. Well, you've had some people probably flying in already as this is being constructed. Now it's getting to the finishing point. What are some of the comments that you've heard from people? Uh, it's they, they immediately see the outside of the building and they see the attractiveness of it, uh, especially in the evenings when it's all lit up. It's very beautiful. And then as they come in, they're, they're impressed with the lobby area and, uh, and, and the functionality of it. It's, it's immediate. Greg, when this was first uh, announced, I think back in 2018, in terms of the public and the design of it, I think the, uh, the square feet was around 15,200. Uh, with a main lobby and the observation deck we've talked about. How did that change during the process? Yeah, I think the, the, the design build 
um, delivery method really helped out a lot. It, it, it allowed Chad to sit back down with the design team and the general contractor to really work through some of the programming items that he really needed in the building. And from that, we were able to get a better, uh, a much better building and, 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 and gain some, some square footage of the building. And it's not just square footage that we've gained. We've gained spaces that Chad could really utilize in his day-to-day -day operation. So how much did that change the actual final cost? It ended up to been, uh, change the actual cost. Actually, we were able to save money. Chad mm -hmm. can speak more to it since he was here in 15, that initially the, the low bid and the architectural uh, process that we were going through was at $9 million. Um, and then by going through the design build process and working really hard on programming and those opportunities, the entire uh, all-in cost for this facility, furniture, fixtures, and equipment, uh, will be around $6.1 million. All right, that's pretty remarkable, mm -hmm. you know, that you were able to bring the cost down with this process um, and then add space. What were mm -hmm. some of the things, I guess, near the end, Chad, that you added? Well, it, I, I don't know if it was uh, so much added as, as though we were be able to be more, a um, uh, little bit more creative with the space and be, uh, we had a, it was a two two-story building that was originally designed and we had a lot of uh, wasted space as far as you have to uh, supply a lot of stairwells, elevators, things like that that are very expensive take up a lot of space. On this design that uh, Smith Design Build came up with and with their architect Jim Lowen, uh, it's all on one single floor except for the observation deck um, and, and he spread it all out so we have all those functions, all those facilities all in 16,000 square feet. So there was about 4,000 square feet that I really think was kind of that common space of hallways, stairways, and all that, that uh, I think really it would have increased the cost as we were seeing. And, and now we're being able much more efficient with that space and the, and the money. Yeah, that reminds me of, you know, some homes are designed for the large balcony views, mm -hmm. you know, the higher ceilings and everything. And, you know, you'll have some construction people suggest, well, we could actually add a bedroom up there mm -hmm. if, you, if you wanted to. But some people just like that cathedral ceiling. Mm -hmm. So that's how we, I guess, get an understanding of that. You had a lot of extra space that wasn't utilized, mm -hmm. and right. now you're utilizing that space. That's correct. And this all comes down to really the design team. Uh, Blake Smith with Smith Design Build, working with Jim Lowen and uh, Lowen and Associates on the concept of this building. They presented this to the Murfreesboro Public Building Authority in a design competition with another firm and presented their vision of this building, their budget, their schedule, and presented that to them and was the winning team and the winning concept. And that's what that's what created this building today, and that's what we'll be able to enjoy. Going back to the re request for qualifications, there was actually seven, eight, eight. seven or eight actual mm -hmm. design teams that actually uh, put in to actually be a part of this process. So that just tells uh, the fact that Chad is correct. The 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 best team did uh, get partnered up together on this project. So it wasn't just one or two firms initially. There was actually eight uh, that the Public Building Authority looked at to be able to see which two would qualify. And then from there, it went down to actually uh, Smith Design Build uh, being the partner with the city of Murfreesboro. So it was a great process to make sure that, that, that we had the best firm uh, at the end of the process. And we were expecting maybe four firms, four teams to present and, and and want to be a part of this project we were shocked to see eight and when we saw the quality that was coming forth it was amazing and we knew we were on the right track and the design build was 
was going to be a positive and good thing for mm -hmm. us to do for this project and maybe for future projects right. at the with the city. Mm -hmm. Speaking of quality, uh, MTSU has a very well-respected aerospace mm -hmm. program. They've long been out here at the airport. Mm -hmm. uh, what space will they be utilizing and how will they be working with you on this, this space? This uh, facility really has uh, three uh, areas for the terminal. There's the initial lobby in the middle and then there's two wings and the one wing is the business center and the other wing of the ter is the terminal area and it has a large lease space and MTSU immediately contacted us wanting that lease space. Um, they are going through tremendous growth with the uh, national and international uh, demand for pilots these days. Uh, they've seen tremendous growth in their program. So they are they are needing space, they're needing classrooms and briefing areas, and they are designing for an expansion of their campus here at the airport. And in the meantime, this terminal came along and allowed them to have uh, space for larger classrooms, classrooms that will sit up to 65 students and also some office space and, and things like that to assist them in their program as they go through their growth process. So you alluded to the lease space. Mm -hmm. uh, that will give the community an opportunity to come out because you have a kitchen and that kind of thing to do events. Uh, I know you probably haven't had time to really think through a lot of that, but how will that work in terms of what you envision now? Well, the city of Murfreesboro already has quite a bit of uh, of event space and, and areas like that that we lease to the public and to organizations. So we're going to include the airport in with different areas, especially that our Parks and Recreation does at Cannonsburg and at Patterson Park. And it'll be just another one of their uh, opportunities that citizens and organizations have to lease that type of space. And the business center, like I said, has a, a large meeting area, great technology, and also has the catering kitchen associated with it. So so if, if you're having a uh, corporate event and they're needing lunch or whatever, that's all there for you. Uh, Greg, I know um, any kind of facility that you have parking always becomes kind of an issue or a question. And as I understand it, you were able to expand some parking in doing this, right? Yeah, I think Chad alluded to it earlier and, and, and talked about the importance of Smith Design and Lowen and Associates working together along with Chad to be able to make sure that parking is laid out to accommodate not only what the codes, uh, the city of Murfreesboro's codes department requires as it relates to the amount of parking, but also where that parking space is actually situated within the project. And so uh, working with Rom Balatrandra as well, uh, transportation um, um, director with the city of Murfreesboro, um, he also was had some input in on to make sure the traffic flow is flowing in the way it, it has uh, has been laid out. Uh, the other aspect of that was, Chad alluded to it earlier, there's kind of three different things occurring here on the airport, and that's one is you have the operations traffic uh, that is happening to the south of the, or to the north uh, of, the, of the project, and then you have the actual terminal uh, traffic as well as the business center. So Chad did an excellent job uh, working with all three of those uh, entities to make sure that parking was laid out correctly and, 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 and safely uh, for those that attend and, and come to the uh, airport. Well, we'll wrap it up with a, really a quick discussion about when this process all began. I think you talked about that. It began around, around what, 2014 15. or 15? Mm -hmm. 2015. Yes. And here we are, 2020, mm -hmm. but it's about ready to open. So when will it become operational? We're looking at moving in next week. Uh, it's been a long haul and a lot of uh, technical uh, aspects to this as we connect all the technology and communications and all that into the, and bring that into the airport.
And next week will be, as we're sitting here talking now, September 28th, the week of September 28th. Yes. We'll open up. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Chad Gerke with the uh, airport here, the airport manager, and Greg McKnight, the planning director and project director for this great project, yeah. the Thank airport you, terminal. Thank you. Well, we've been talking about the Murfreesboro New Airport Terminal and uh, originating this podcast from the new airport terminal itself off of Memorial Boulevard. Thanks a lot for joining us, listening to this Insider Podcast. You can listen via Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, or watching on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesborotn.gov. You've been listening to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.